Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Okay, everyone, it's the Penn State Blitz and the Penn State Blitz podcast. I'm Bob Flounders, joined, as always, by Greg Pickle. If I sound a little, like a, a little bounce in my step, I think you guys know why. Lots to talk about. Maybe the, this could be the best blitz ever because of the news, Greg. The Big Ten season is on in October. Penn State football is back in about a month or so. Great news to get to. We're going to talk about all that went into that. We're going to get to the Big Ten explanation as to why the Big Ten season is back on. A lot of it, they claim, is due to the medical uh, testing advancements. we got to talk about the Penn State schedule. As we talk right now, we don't know specifically what the regular season schedule is going to look like, but we do know it's going to be nine games with a real interesting ninth game there in December. We'll talk about that. Greg, I'm assuming. I'm assuming the mailbag is overflowing right now. I hope you got some comments and questions. The big news in mid-September that football is back. What do you think? Yeah, Bob, we finally got to today. It felt like we would never get here. The last month has felt more like a year. Of course, this year has felt more like five years with everything that's going on. But obviously, the uh, last, what, 40 days, whatever it's been, has really changed some minds in terms of the ability to get rapid coronavirus testing and the ability to have a what they keep calling clean field for the players and the coaches. And I think one thing that stands out more than anything else is that if you test positive, you can't come back for 21 days, which is above and beyond what most protocol in terms of quarantining is anywhere. So I think that that was almost a, I I don't want to call it a concession because I don't think that's the right word, but I do think that some of the more medically inclined people on the Big Ten's decision-making panel probably thought that that was something they really uh, needed to make a decision unanimously. And let's not forget the Big Ten was very clear that this was unanimous, Bob. Unanimous decision to move forward. I can't wait to read our sister site, NJ.com, when they get a hold of that Rutgers president who was was convinced that there was no chance Rutgers would play football this fall. And yet here we are. The uh, schedule will be out a little bit. But yeah, I mean... I guess it was always going to end this way once the other conferences started up. And they, I mean, there's been some postponements and there's been some stoppages and things like that. But for the most part, we've had football the last two Saturdays. We'll have more football this Saturday. The SEC is a week from playing. And so I just think that they were at a point where if they could get the questions answered, they were going to move forward. And that's exactly what they did. I would add that also reading through the statement that Penn State put out about the testing I think a big part of it also had to do with hard issues. Uh, It seems like they were able to maybe develop a system and a support with with the return to play task force. I think they were able to address some concerns with regard to the coronavirus possibly impacting and causing heart issues for players. I think they were able not to solve it, Greg, but they feel better about the plan that's in place in case some of those things happen. I wanted to bring that up. Two things for you. What are we thinking about when Penn State and the rest of the Big Ten teams 
A, will allow to resume practice. And also, I believe the testing, correct me, is it daily testing or close to it? Yeah, so the daily testing will start September 30. Obviously, there's testing going on right now at Penn State and other college campuses. I don't know how often those guys are being tested. I believe Sandy Barber had said a while back that they would be tested only when they were symptomatic after their initial test was cleared. So this will be above and beyond that. In terms of practice, Barry Alvarez was asked, you know, and he kind of made it sound like they could start like almost a training camp type deal immediately. I don't know if it's going to happen that fast, but um, they clearly have plenty of time here. They get the testing in place. I'm sure they'll ramp things up sooner. Maybe they'll expand from 12 hours a week to 20 hours a week of practice and then get into the contact and the camp stuff later this month. But I can only assure you that James Franklin and the rest of these coaches already have it all mapped out that the second they're allowed to have contact and all that, they're going to do it. Also, and we have to we have to at least visit this. Listening to all the stuff that's happened in the last, it's really been the last week, you kind of got the feeling that this might be, you don't call a possible vote unless you're, unless you're going to change your mind. But why, Greg, why did the Big Ten in August just not decide to delay this rather than postpone? I mean, it might be a minor point to, to some Penn State fans, but I just, you just wonder, it was, I think it was 43 days. Why didn't they just do this all along? Yeah, that's what will never make any sense. And the Northwestern president was asked that by Big Ten Network's Dave Rebson and really didn't give all that compelling of an answer. He more or less said, well, we didn't feel good about being able to move forward at the time, and now we do, so we're just going to go ahead and do it. And that that doesn't really answer the question. If you didn't feel good about moving forward, you could have postponed the postponement decision, not postponed the season, just to turn around and reinstate it. But I think we can all agree, Bob, that uh, as long as they can do this in a way that's safe and healthy for these kids and these coaches and the communities around these college campuses, I'm not going to praise the Big Ten for getting to this point, because that would right. be silly. But I also won't lament the fact that we're here. Yeah. And you know, one more note before we talk about the schedule and get to the halfway point of our Penn State Blitz and our Penn State Blitz podcast, Greg. We finally got some confirmation about another Penn State All-American tight end, Pat Fryermuth. There had been a report recently that he was going to opt out. This was before the Big Ten decided that they were going to play in 2020. You were watching. We were watching. The Big Ten Network show, and I believe James Franklin was asked about Friar Muse, and we heard it straight from the big tight end's mouth. Did we not? He's back. Yeah, so the quote was, and, you know, he walked right into James Franklin's <laughs> Big Ten Network set and said, I never opted out. I don't know where those reports came from. I'm just excited to play football again for Penn State. So Pat Fryermuth, you know, all along, you could completely understand the rationale beside him potentially wanting to opt out. But at the same time, he was just a guy who had the chance to do that and decided not to because he wanted to keep playing college football, yeah. being with his teammates, and so on and so forth. So until that opportunity was extinguished, it was always hard to believe that he wouldn't at least wait until the Big Ten said, nope, we're playing in January. And at that point, it would have made perfect sense. But yeah, it never made a ton of sense that he would do that so soon, and it turns out that he didn't. Yeah, good news for Penn State's offense. Kirk Shiraka, James Franklin, all those guys, they're a much different offense when he's on the field. It turns, I, I don't know that how seriously he was considering it. Maybe he was considering opting out, but he, we have confirmation Pat's back in 2020. Greg, the first half of this show has flown by, so there's only one thing to do at the halfway point of every show. How can our audience review us, rate us, 
watch us, listen to us, take it away. Yeah. So before we get to third down, it is the Penn Live Penn State Blitz podcast. I think it's soon going to be getting a new name. So keep an eye out for that. But anyway, as we get ready for the Big Ten football season to renew, you can listen to the show every week, wherever you get your audio, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever. And then if you prefer watching the Penn State Penn Live Blitz video, that's at youtube.com slash all Penn State. Again, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, leave some feedback. Tell us how happy you are that football is back, how unanxious you are to read Dave Jones. Write about it. Just kidding, Dave. And uh, what you'd like to see us cover in the uh, in the days and weeks to come. Let's move on to third down, Bob. Yeah, did he? I was looking on Penn Live and I saw something that Dave recently wrote. Did he call like the the Big Ten presidents and chandlers nerds in a headline by any chance? Did I did I read that right? You did read that right. You could follow along with that, or you can go to penlive.com slash Penn State football and uh, check it out there. Okay. Let's move this along, Greg. Let's talk about what we know. Things are going to fall into place probably in a couple of days, but we're doing the Penn State Blitz now. What do we know about Penn State's schedule? This is going to, I'm going to assume, Greg, this is going to be revision number three, eight regular season games, then to start October 23rd, 24th weekend, which means I would guess Sunday is in play for some games, at least in, in October, That that's the case. When they get to the Big Ten Championship weekend, I think it's the third week in December. Is it the 18th and 19th, I believe? Uh, if I'm wrong, you can shoot me. Everyone in the Big Ten is going to play on Championship weekend, not just the Big Ten East champ and the Big Ten West champ. What do you think about the Big Ten's decision to do that? I mean, obviously, it's something that they're trying to do with, you know, at minimum, the college football playoff in mind and trying to give everybody a ninth game to stack up. And even the bowl structure, I mean, I think it's almost been forgotten that the Football Bowl Associations kind of came out and said, uh, if we can have our bowl games, we're going to have them. So, you know, that's also in play, too. The nine-game conference schedule, Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports pointed it out, too. The nine games uh, fulfill the contract uh, agreement for, with television networks in terms of uh, giving all the conference games that they were promised. So. Let's not forget that is the, really the root of all this. Um, I know you have a thought about another thing that makes sense. But yeah, you know, the schedule will start, what, the 23rd, 24th. There's some potential for Friday night games, as there's always been in the Big Ten. I was thinking Sunday, so it's Friday, Saturday. My bad. Yeah, and I know that there were some wonders out there about the idea of maybe playing some games on Monday, because Barry Alvarez had hinted at that. That's not going to be the case. ESPN saying that would have only been possible if there was a fall season, or I'm sorry, a winter season. So no Monday game, but Friday, Saturday's in, Bob, and uh, fans are out at this point. Okay, so Friday, not Sunday. I got, I'm going to I'll have to remember that moving forward. My thought, though, is I think it's a very good idea. I personally think this is something they should do every year if they can do it. The reason being that there's been some pretty good Penn State teams that have been left out of the playoff, and they've, they've taken Ohio State to the wire, and they've taken some other teams in the national playoff. It doesn't always work out that way, but if Penn State has a chance to play a quality opponent in the ninth game and beat them, say they finish 8-1, and one, or say Ohio State finishes 8-1 and one and Penn State's 9-0, and oh, I just think it positions the Big Ten for, for their best teams to play another quality opponent going into maybe selections, not only this year, but who knows in the future. I, I think this is an idea that I think the Big Ten should think if they can do it, 
maybe this isn't the only year you do this. I, I just think that it really sets up maybe the second best team in the Big Ten. A lot of people think the Big Ten East is better than the Big Ten West. It sets up that second team, second best team, maybe to have a, a better look, even if it's a long shot, at getting into the playoffs. There's been two teams from conferences go into uh, the playoffs before. Why not the Big Ten? I like the idea. I think it, Penn State's going to be as good as everyone thinks they're going to be, Greg. I think that ninth game could be a meaningful game for them. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it makes a lot of sense, too. If you're going to do this, you might as well just go all in with it. And again, the TV part of it can't be ignored. That's kind of the only reason for uh, that ninth game on one hand. But on the other hand, yeah, you get more in the college football playoff discussion as well. So we'll see. You know, I think that I am hard pressed to believe and maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I'm hard pressed to believe the Big Ten doesn't have a schedule ready to go. I just think they want to extend this news cycle as long as possible, which makes sense. And that's fine. But you know, I am feeling pretty confident that we'll have a schedule by the end of this week. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what what the conference does with teams like Penn State, Ohio State, and even Michigan with regard to who they draw in the Big Ten West in an effort maybe to beef up their resume as a potential down-the-road look at the playoff. I'll be real curious to see who those teams draw, but maybe I'm getting ahead of myself we got a couple minutes left here on the Penn State Blitz and the Penn State Blitz podcast. Greg Pickle and Bob Flounders uh, talking to you guys. Greg, what, what's in the mailbag this week? I'm, I'm assuming we got some stuff to talk about with the fans. No doubt about it. So I'm just looking at our subtext inbox here. Remember, if you sign up for Penn Live uh, Sports Insider through the uh, either through the app or on our website at PennLive.com slash Penn State Football, you also get text messages from Bob, Dave, and I. Sometimes Joe Hermit, and you can converse with us, get news right to your phone. I'm looking at that, Bob, and the Pat Fryermuth tweet, one of, or, uh, the, new, the text about Pat Fryermuth. We had a Pat Fryermuth family member chime in, like, celebrating the news, it looks like. <laughs> also, questions about uh, can Micah Parsons change his mind? Will he change his mind? One thing I will say before I turn it back to you is I'm almost certain he already signed with an agent. He's been in Los Angeles working out for a little while now. and. The worry was always about COVID. And I know these things right. they put in place mitigate COVID. The Ohio State doctor saying it's as risk-free as it could possibly be. I have a hard time seeing that being overturned. If he signed with an agent and didn't get anything from the agent, there is an appeals process that you could come back if you wanted to. I, I just have a hard time seeing that all playing out. Yeah, he sounded when he made his decision like he he had he was at peace with it and he was ready to kind of get ready to just remember. The season's gonna be the season's gonna start and it's gonna run into December, maybe early January. This is we're talking about a player that has a legit shot, I think, at being a top five pick. And he he opted out before the Big Ten postponed with their initial announcement in August. Hopefully we can get some confirmation for the fans on that. But I'm with you, Greg. I'd be I'd be very surprised if if Micah changes his mind. Or if he can change his mind, you said you, you cited, uh, you know, in the event that he signs with an agent, you know, that that might make it impossible. Maybe we'll have some news on that. We're just kind of talking about this hours after the Big Ten made its decision. We got you, Pat Fryermuth, back. We didn't do it. We just have news that Pat Fryermuth is coming back. But we, we don't have 100 percent clarity on Micah. Maybe we can get that in the next couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Moving on. What percentage uh, chance would you put on the completion of this Big Ten eight-game plus one schedule? I mean, we again, we've seen some postponements. We've seen some things yeah. going on. But 
Correct me if I'm wrong, Bob. I haven't seen the conferences that are playing, unless I'm mistaken, the, the ones that have had uh, postponements and, and the like, I don't believe they're doing this daily antigen testing. So the yeah. Big Ten might be a step ahead there. But what do you think? Will we? Ha- I mean, what percentage chance do you put on the completion of the 2020 season as the Big Ten will lay it out later this week? Well, I mean, they're, they're up against it because, you know, when they decide to return to play in October, and with an eye towards the national playoff, I'm I'm assuming, I think it's a safe assumption. They really didn't have you really don't have a choice. They had to play a minimum probably of eight games to get strong consideration, even if you're a, a good team like Ohio State or Penn State. It's a it's a really unique question. It's definitely not a hundred percent chance that they're gonna get they're gonna be able to pull this off. I'm sure they're gonna be some bumps in the road. I'll say eighty, I'll go eighty percent. Um you just you just don't know what's kind of coming down the road. They're, they're going to try their best. Obviously, they've really bolstered the testing, and, and I think that the players are aware. You want to play for a Big Ten championship. You want to play for a shot at a national playoff spot. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to kind of hunker down and just listen to what we do. We're going to do the best we can. I don't know. I don't know if programs like Rutgers and maybe you know some of the teams that really don't have a shot, I don't know how seriously – they're going to take it. I shouldn't laugh about that because it is very serious. But I think for the Ohio States and the Penn States and the Wisconsins and the Minnesotas and, you know, the Michigans, I, I felt like they had a pretty good handle, Greg, on adhering to the medical policies that were in place and the cleanliness and trying to, trying to do the right thing. I, I thought they were, on, they were on the right path. But when you're on a college campus, Greg, you just don't know how the rest of the campus is going to treat that. I don't think you can say 100%. I don't know about you, but you know, the Big Ten doesn't really have much choice. They're going to get their best shot. 100% agreed, and you're right. I mean, I think that question came up during the Big T- BTN show, which was what does happen when a team's 0-3 or 0-4 yeah. or whatever, and does that lead to a situation where either too many people on campus or too many people within the team either test positive, they run out of players, what happens? That's another question. Is it a four? I mean, I guess it would almost have to be a forfeit, right? I don't know how else you could move forward. So a lot of questions still to answer, a lot of things to consider. Um, But all told, Bob, Penn State football and Big Ten football are back. And I believe we are about 37, 38 days from kickoff. All right. I can see we've gotten a little carried away with this edition of the Penn State Blitz and the Penn State Blitz podcast. We're running a little long, but I I mean, if we were ever going to run a little long, Greg, this would be the one to do it. Penn State football is back in about a month, maybe a little bit longer, four weeks, five weeks. I'm sure we're going to hear, hopefully, from James Franklin, maybe some players in the coming days and weeks. We'll share what we learned with you. I think in the next couple of days, Greg, we're going to have news on what Penn State's schedule is going to look like. I think the fans will be, even though they can't go to the games, we're assuming that's a lead pipe cinch, correct? They're not going to be able to go to the game. They still, they, they're Saturdays or they're Friday nights. They're going to have the opportunity to watch Penn State. It should be a very good team, even without Michael Parsons. I think there's a lot to be excited about. I wish the Big Ten would admit that they got it wrong. But, hey, give them credit for at least reversing course and now giving these the, the players, the coaches, a chance to show what they could do and what should be a pretty good year. 